As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead, who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him, but the people there did not welcome him, because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. New International Version. Greater than the will of God, to which the law gives expression, is that men and women should defeat their enemies by loving them. Greater than. Greater than Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the cost of discipleship. In his earthly ministry, Jesus made it clear to the large crowds of people following him that the life of a disciple is of utmost importance. People are to discover what following Jesus truly entails. They are to count the cost of Christian discipleship. Following Jesus in Christian discipleship requires radical obedience. Love of family must not stand in the way. Jesus insisted our primary loyalty must lie with following Him over every earthly relationship. To follow Jesus means that we will not use family responsibilities to avoid obeying Christ or use other loyalties and commitments to work and or school as a reason to lay down our cross. This talk of Christian discipleship might smack of being like a cult. I don't believe it is. Whereas a cult typically requires a radical withdrawal from the world so that the leader has complete control over the group, Jesus requires a radical engagement with the world. Following Jesus is meant to impact the world with grace and love. Jesus went out of his way to not be like other leaders who use power, control, and gaslighting as the means of ruling and leading. Instead, Jesus shares his power with others. Christians are to bless the world and be involved in it. The call of Jesus to Christian discipleship not only takes precedence, but it also redefines the other loyalties we have. This call involves some level of detachment in order to pursue following Jesus. All of life is to be infused with being a disciple of Jesus. If we insist on making other commitments and loyalties as high a priority as following Jesus, we will find ourselves torn between two masters. Several years ago, I took a trip with some other church leaders into the Canadian wilderness. We were so far out in the boonies that we needed special first aid training because, if someone got hurt, it would be hours before help could come. We canoed the lakes and carried our backpacks and canoes between lakes for an entire week. Whatever we took with us, we had to carry. Some people thought they needed all kinds of clothes and other accessories. Not far into the week, they quickly began to leave things along the trail and learned, over time, that what they thought was important in their life, wasn't really important to what they were doing. It's good to get back to basics and do what is essential. And what is of most importance is following Jesus. An unsalty disciple is worthless. Making a profession of Christ, without counting the cost, is foolish. Christian discipleship was never designed to be easy, it was intended to be a public display that Jesus is Savior and Lord in every area of life. That means we will struggle with questions, such as How do I be a faithful follower of Jesus in my family? How do I be a disciple? and do the work of discipleship at my job? How do I practice following Jesus in my neighborhood, and everywhere I go? If we do not plan to follow Jesus at home, at work, in the neighborhood, 
and in the world, we won't, because all kinds of competing loyalties will take over. Christians need to be very intentional about being disciples who loyally follow the words and ways of Jesus. The going will get difficult. And that's okay. Greater than Jesus has many who love his kingdom in heaven, but few who bear his cross. He has many who desire comfort, but few who desire suffering. He finds many to share his feast, but few his fasting. All desire to rejoice with him, but few are willing to suffer for his sake. Many follow Jesus to the breaking of bread, but few to the drinking of the cup of his passion. Many admire his miracles, but few follow him in the humiliation of the cross. Greater than. Greater than Thomas Akempis, the imitation of Christ. Greater than anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Greater than. Greater than Jesus, Luke 14:27. Joy comes not by pursuing happiness, it comes through discovering that to live is to die to self. Until we come to grips with that reality, we will likely be frustrated with our circumstances and other people. So, rather than trying to fit Jesus into our calendar, we are to let our calendar fill out around the center of following Jesus. If Christians feel too busy for prayer, or for daily reading of Holy Scripture, or for loving one another, or for making disciples, then they have lost their way and must listen to the call of Jesus to be His disciple. How, then, shall we live? What shall we do? Greater than Jesus stands between us and God, and for that very reason He stands between us and all other people and things. Christ is the mediator, not only between God and people, but between person to person, between humanity and reality. Greater than. Greater than Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the cost of discipleship. Imagine that in our heart is a big conference room including a big table, leather chairs, coffee, bottled water, and a whiteboard. A committee sits around this table in your heart. There is the social self, the private self, the work self, the sexual self, the recreational self, the religious self, and others. The committee is arguing, debating, and voting. They're agitated and upset. Rarely can they come to a unanimous, wholehearted decision. We tell ourselves we're this way because of our many responsibilities or our high level of stress. Yet, the truth is that we are internally divided, unfocused, hesitant, and feeling trapped. One way of dealing with this situation is to invite Jesus to come sit as a committee member. Give him a vote, too. But then he becomes just one more complication. A better way is to say to Jesus, my life isn't working. Please come in, become my CEO and fire my committee, every last one of them. I hand myself over to you. I am your responsibility now. Please run my whole life for me. Being a disciple of Christ is not just adding Jesus, it is also subtracting the idols that are in my heart. Following Jesus is not for the faint of heart, it is for those who humbly acknowledge that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This is the path of Christian discipleship. Let's give Jesus' his due, our very lives. Gracious and Almighty God, all hearts are open to you, all desires known, and no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit so that we may perfectly love the Lord with all our hearts and magnify the holy name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.